Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is February the 9th, and our chapter reading for today is Exodus chapter 14. Well, God said to the people, get up and get out. Pharaoh said to the people, get up and get out. He was ready for them to leave and never see them again. And so the Bible says that they left and they took with them the bones of Joseph because Joseph had made them swear an oath that indeed he would not be left behind in Egypt, but just as he had gone before them and been used of God to prepare the way, so he would go with the children of Israel as they left. And surely they kept their promise and did that. Chapter 14 says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp before Pihahirot, between Migdal and the sea. That's the tower Migdal is. Opposite Baal Zephon, you shall camp before it by the sea. And look at what the scripture says in verse 3. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them and will gain honor over Pharaoh and all his army that the Egyptians may know that I I am the Lord, and they did so. You see, God wasn't finished with Pharaoh. He was going to finish his army off before the children of Israel left. You see, God asked the people to go a route that would cause Pharaoh to say, they're just going in circles. They don't know where they're going. And so therefore, I'm going to take advantage of this, and I'm going to destroy them. I'm going to make them pay for all that they have done. And when he began to think like that, he was just where God wanted him to be. Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this? Why have we let Israel go from serving us? They began to have regret. And God allowed them to just think that way, so that they made ready his chariot, and he took his people with him. Also he took with him, 600 choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the children of Israel. The children of Israel went out with boldness. So the Egyptians pursued them, all their horses and chariots of Pharaoh, the horsemen and his army. And he overtook them camping by the sea, by Pihahirot, before Baal Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt so with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Now you need to just underline or circle that, and if you read through all the chapters of Exodus, 
all the chapters of Leviticus, especially in Numbers, you're going to see this phrase come up over and over and over and over again. Well, why didn't you just let us die in Egypt? Well, then they were crying out for deliverance, and God delivered them, but because there was some hardships along the way, and because they had to trust God along the way, they didn't like it. You see, there's an independent streak in every one of us that says, I want God to act, but I want God to act my way. This is why I say to all of my brethren who are naming and claiming something and decreeing to God what he's going to do and what he's not going to do and who he's going to heal and who he's not going to heal and who he's going to deliver and who he's not going to deliver, you need to be careful. You're acting a whole lot like these Israelites that got in trouble and many of them died along the way. You see, God is the one who says when somebody's going to move and when they're not going to move and when they're going to be healed and not going to be healed. We need to understand that God is in control, not us. He is God. We are not. And for people to start bossing God around and ordering God around gives me the shakes. The best way I can say that is, that is way above your pay grade, sir. That is way above your pay grade, ma'am. You don't need to be telling God what to do. You need to be listening for what God tells you to do because that is the only time that we are in the will of God is when we're obeying him. And so the people were in a mess and they began to murmur against Moses. And the scripture says that God had arranged it all. Verse 13, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now that order, stand still, may be the hardest thing that we have to do as God's people is to be still and know that he is God. God will be exalted among the heathen. God has been exalted among the heathen. God shall be exalted among the heathen. And the scripture says that Moses said to them, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Now, if there ever was a word of comfort for any of us who are doing all we possibly can to walk in the grace of God and to walk in obedience, It is wonderful to know that when our enemies come against us, that God will fight for us. He will stand for us. And it doesn't seem like he's coming through sometimes because his timing is not our timing, but God is always faithful. And so the scripture says, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? In other words, I have already given you instruction. This reminds me of what we'll find out when we get in the book of Joshua, that after the sin of Achan at Ai, Joshua was moaning and groaning, God, what have you done? And the Bible says that the captain of the Lord's host stood before him. Joshua saw him there and he said, well, are you for us or our enemies? And he said, I am on the Lord's side. I am here as the captain of the Lord's host. I didn't come to take sides. I came to take over. He told 
Joshua to get up off his face and quit praying and get on with doing what I told you to do, repent and realize that God is faithful, but you're not. And so you need to get where God wants you to be, and then God will continue the blessing. Well, that's similar to what's going on here. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward, and you lift up your rod and stretch your hand out over the sea and divide it. <laughs> now, that is a command that Moses, if he ever swallowed hard, that would be one. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Now, folks, this is something that had never been done before. This was a miracle of Almighty God. We even talk about that today. When people talk about a miracle, they'll say, well, now, this is not a Red Sea miracle. In other words, there are mighty miracles, and then there are miracles. Now, a miracle is a miracle. That is, it's a divine intervention from God. But there's some miracles that are greater than others. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground in the midst of the sea. I, indeed, will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they will follow them. You see, God's just laying out the bait, and they are following. So I will gain honor over faith. And over all his army, his chariots, and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. And look at verse 19. Here it is. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them, and a pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. Here is where we are introduced to the great cloud and pillar of fire. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And thus it was a cloud of darkness to one, and it gave light by night to the others, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. You see, what is light to us is darkness to those who are enemies of God. The scripture says the gospel that brings us light is the same gospel that condemns the sinner. You see, what is a savor of life to some is a savor of death to the others. Those who receive the gift of eternal life, the gospel is what takes them on angels' wings to heaven. But those who defy the Lord and in the hardness of their heart, that same gospel is what condemns them. It was a cloud of darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea into dry ground, and the waters were divided, so that the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all of Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. In verse 24, now it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud, and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. Now look how God troubled them. This is amazing. 
and he took off their chariot wheels. In other words, their chariot wheels just fell off. Have you ever heard that saying? Well, the wheels came off. Well, this is where that comes from. So that they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. You see, God got glory for himself. It wasn't that it was the mighty Israelites that were fighting them. It was the mighty God of the Israelites. I pray that that will be said of all of us, that people will look at us and they will see our lives and they will see the blessing of God and they will see what happens to those that come against us and they will say, not that we are great, but our God is great. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea and the waters that they may come back upon the Egyptians and on their chariots and their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and when the morning appeared, the sea returned to the full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the armies of Pharaoh that had come into the sea after them, not so much as one of them remained. But the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which God had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. The people are out. There has been the crossing of the Red Sea. And Moses began to sing, and Miriam sang, and it was a great day. But they had no sooner started out until, again, the people began to murmur because when they got to water, it was bitter, and God had to perform a miracle. Then they began to complain that they were hungry. God sent manna in chapter 16. In chapter 17, there was water given after they complained that there was no water. God gave them victory over the Amalekites. And then in chapter 18, Jethro, Ruel, saw Moses struggling and gave him advice. Now at chapter 19, we're going to come to Mount Sinai. And tomorrow we'll walk on the way through chapter 19. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.